There are some animals in nature that can blend in with their environment. This is called camouflage. They usually do this by matching the color or visual patterns of their surroundings. There are even animals that can change their color to blend in with any environment. Animals such as octopuses or chameleons. This is called active camouflage or adaptive camouflage. Now, what if humans could do this? This may sound like something out of science fiction or from a video game, but people are actually working on this. Governments and militaries are actively working on active camouflage. And in fact, it's been confirmed that a Russian soldier improvement program is building active camouflage for both soldiers and tanks. But is it really possible without current technology or is it all hearsay? Can we have cars, clothes, and accessories that can change colors on demand and in turn make active camouflage a real possibility? In short, I think it's very doable with nanotechnology. Science is going to tell you to move towards the nano. That's where the biggest benefit is. We have our sponge nanotube material, and it can be used for environmental oil spill applications. Cancer-killing nanobots that could soon be flowing through our bloodstream. The graphene is just a material. It's a, it's, it's, it's a wonder material, if you like. Bend it any way you want. You could have a computer screen that you could fold up like paper. We get this new world of materials which we were not aware before. And they're at the heart of a field we call nanotechnology. The key now is how can we use this to have an impact on the world we live in. So I'm going to do a slightly different format today. Instead of talking about some recent article or publication that came out and revealing it, I'm going to talk about a key technology that people are working on or a key invention that people want that they've seen in like science fiction. And I'm going to try to explain how nanotechnology can make that possible or if nanotechnology can make that fictional technology a reality. So today I'm really excited to be talking about active camouflage and color-changing materials. And so to explain what I mean by color-changing material, imagine you wake up in the morning and you go drive somewhere in your red car. But as you start driving, you're like, you know what? I'm feeling really, really... I'm feeling more like a green person today. I want to be driving a green car. So you reach over to your color-changing dial in your car and you rotate it to the green section and then your car instantaneously turns from red to green. Imagine if you have clothes that could do the same thing, a t-shirt or a pair of shoes, for example. Uh, let's say that instead of having a yellow, a red, and a purple t-shirt as three separate shirts, you just have one shirt that could turn between all of these colors. So this is what I mean by color-changing materials. And the reason I'm focusing on this today is because the color-changing material quality is a key quality to making something called active camouflage possible. Uh, maybe... For example, leaning against a white wall and having your outfit turn white automatically to blend into that wall. And so I want to discuss whether color changing materials be possible in the first place, and in turn, how can we use that to build active camouflage. And if this sounds like science fiction, if it sounds fake, I don't blame you for being really doubtful. Because I've seen a lot of fake videos about cars that change color uh, instantly. I've seen videos of people who have cars 
and they pull out some app on their phone, supposedly, and change the color by swiping to different colors on their phone. And of course, these are fake videos made with video editing and After Effects. But what I'm going to be talking about today is actual science and engineering that can make this possible. Just keep in mind that we see this active camouflage in nature all the time. We see squids and chameleons and other animals change their colors to blend into their surroundings to the point where animals, including humans, can't even see that they're there. If we could replicate the structure of chameleon skins in our technology, then we could have color-changing materials of our own. So how do chameleons change color in the first place? We need to physically understand how their body does this phenomena in order to replicate it. So let's take a step back and talk about color because there are actually two ways of generating color and both are found everywhere in nature. One is by pigments. These are chemicals that absorb and reflect certain wavelengths of colors and so they appear whichever color that they're reflecting. For example, a green pigment is found in the leaves of most trees and this pigment reflects a lot of green light which is why the leaves on the tree appear green. This is actually not the type of color I want to focus on today, even though pigments are the predominant artificial coloring used in consumer products. I actually want to focus on nanostructures or structural color. Nanostructures are actual physical structures on the surface of a material, so pillars or ridges on the material itself, except they're extremely tiny. So to produce visible color, the nanostructures have to be 100 to 1,000 times smaller than the width of a human hair. So we're talking anywhere between 100 to 1,000 nanometers. And at that scale, the structures are small enough to interact with the visible light in a special way that causes one very pure color to be reflected back. So if you shine white light on a nanostructure, then depending on the size of the structure and the spacing between the nanostructures, that will determine what color gets reflected back. And it will be a very, very narrow wavelength or very very pure color otherwise the materials that are used in a nanostructure themselves can be completely colorless the actual reflected light that's seen by the observer is based on the pattern of nanostructures on that material surface this is also seen everywhere in nature for example on the bodies of insects like on the wings of a butterfly and also of course in the skin of chameleons so now we're finally getting into the good stuff. Now that we've gotten past how color can be generated, now we can finally talk about how chameleon skins are able to change color. So luckily there is a recent paper published in Nature Communications in 2015 where they studied the progression of color change in chameleons and also did biopsies on chameleon cells to actually look and see what was happening. And so they were able to see that as the chameleon changed colors, there was a pattern of guanine nanocrystals in the chameleon cells. And when these nanocrystals moved closer together, then the chameleon skin was shifting to bluer colors, like green, blue, violet. And as the nanocrystals spread out from each other, the chameleon appeared as redder colors. So just like that, from this one paper, we have our answer. We understand from a step-by-step -step perspective how the chameleon skin is changing colors. So if we want to make a color changing material, we just need to do the exact same thing. We need to have some surface that has nanostructures on it, which would give us a color if that nanostructure is in a regular pattern. And then we could change the color by changing the pattern of nanostructures 
by specifically changing the spacing between these repeating nanostructures on the surface. Now, moving the nanostructures around on the surface to change the color is the important part. So this is something that chameleon cells can do really easily because the structures are already in the cells. And so they can just, the inside of a cell is just like very fluidic slash gelatinous. And so the crystals can literally just float around back and forth. And so moving the nanostructures to change the color of the chameleon's appearance is pretty easy. But if we want to build a solid material that we can use in technology, then moving nanostructures along a solid material is not that intuitive. In fact, we have to get really creative to think about how to do that. The end goal is to have a solid material with nanostructures on it and that has some kind of mechanism that allows you to produce multiple colors and switch between those colors on demand. And I don't want to get too technical here, so I try to keep this like really simple. But the other idea is to combine nanostructures with liquid crystals and with this idea, you don't need to find a tricky way to move nanostructures on the material surface. So the way this operates is every light wave has a polarization associated with it. And this polarization basically tells you which direction the light is aligned in, more or less. Each light wave is aligned in a certain direction, and that's its polarization. And so polarization filters, like those using polarized sunglasses, allow only one alignment direction of light to pass through. And liquid crystals, which are using LCD TVs, can rotate that polarization at will, depending on the orientation of the crystals. So long story short, if you combine liquid crystals and polarizing filters, you can tune the polarization of light coming through. You can tune the direction to which the light is aligned to. So if we combine this with a nanostructure surface that has multiple sets of nanostructures, let's say set A only responds to light aligned in the X direction, and set B only responds to light aligned in the Y direction, perpendicular to it, and set A reflects green light and set B reflects red light. So now if we tune the liquid crystal such that we get X direction light coming in, then it will reflect off of the set A of nanostructures, which will give us green light. Then if we electrically tune the liquid crystals to let the Y-aligned light come through, it will interact with set B of nanostructures and produce red light. So the end result is you have this electrical control over whether your material is red or green. And these are only two colors, two primary colors, but of of course, you may be able to get something in between red and green and get yellow light as well if you use both red and green. Uh, I'm not sure, actually, this could be this could probably be combined with other polarization angles to get other colors as well, and more than just a tuning between two colors. But I'm not quite sure about that. I haven't thought that deep into it. As far as I know, I haven't seen too much about this specific idea Though I did briefly look into recent research and I found really, really recent, like 2018 research that combined liquid crystals and structural color. So there are definitely scientists looking into this. I don't think they have my specific idea, but like I said, I haven't had enough time to look into it. So I'm not quite entirely sure, but it's nice to know that there are scientists that are looking into this research. There are scientists that are trying to make color changing materials. But let's say that either by this technology or other technology, we're able to get, we're able to tune to any color on the spectrum. 
then in that case, we could have active camouflage pretty easily. We could have a material, for example, let's say we make a uniform. We could put sensors on one side and nanostructures on the other side. And as the sensors detect a certain light color, then the nanostructure material would align itself in such a way that it would reproduce that color as close as possible. And that's really the end result. So, of course, that is many iterations of research and development past getting the actual color changing material. You need a really good color changing material to do that. But I think that's the easy part. I think getting the color changing material to respond the way that you want it to is the hard part is doing that research and development. But after you get that, just combining a light or wavelength sensor with this color changing material and integrating that logic together would be pretty straightforward. That would be my guess. I'm sorry if that got a little bit too technical. Uh, like I said, I didn't want it to be. But my main point is that this color changing material is, I would say, like definitely going to happen and is extremely uh, doable given our current technology. And if you use, for example, liquid crystals with nanostructures, which we can make both, these are both proven technologies that could be combined to give you color changing materials. So maybe it's not that long before we start having color changing cars. But we've already seen nanostructures in cars. We've already shown that we can make the color of cars using nanostructures. Now we just need to add in some liquid crystals or some other mechanism to actually change the color on will and we'll be good. So this actually is very, I'm going to call this a very possible and soon to happen technology. Uh, if not the active camouflage, then definitely the color changing materials. But anyway, that's all I have for today. I think that technology is definitely something worth getting excited about. And I'm going to be doing more technologies that are hopefully also equally excitable. I think my next time, I think my next episode is going to be about Tony Stark's suit and there's a lot of things to cover in Tony Stark's Iron Man suit. I'm going to specifically talk about the one he had in Infinity War which is which he claimed was made using nanotech and it's a suit that could come from a little compartment and spread over his body. So I'm going to talk about that because I don't know what the hell is going on there. And that one's going to be a lot less doable because it's I don't know if we have anything that's close to that but is something we're talking about and I do think that if we did have anything that could do that nanotechnology would be the answer so i'm going to work on that for next time but until then keep listening the music used in this episode was produced by ixon that's i-k-s-o-n be sure to check them out on soundcloud.com slash ixon 